Welcome to Make the Grade with the success doctor, Stephen Green, where you'll discover actionable strategies to help your student to reach their academic goals, to excel at standardized testing, and to plan for the college admissions process painlessly. And now, here's your host, Dr. Stephen Green. Hey everybody, welcome back. Dr. Stephen Green here, the success doctor. And I want to thank you for listening to the Make the Grade podcast. This is episode four. And uh, the theme always is to try to give you, as parents, as students, actionable ideas that you could listen to this and immediately take and use for your own education or your children's education. That's always the goal. I'm going to do a, a series over the next three or four podcasts of similar uh, type, type information. Uh, these are going to be what to ask. These are going to be actions that you can take. Uh, because these are what I'm basically going to try to do is answer questions that I get asked all the time uh, by parents. So today's, today's podcast is entitled, The 10 Questions You Should Ask before you hire a tutor. And these are common questions I get asked all the time by parents uh, in all kinds of forums. So in fact, I was in the grocery store the other day and I ran into somebody I knew and was getting into it. So let's just jump right in. Number one, and, and, and by the way, sorry, all, but this, this podcast, this information is available also as a PDF, which is downloadable and as a video that you can watch. So if you're interested in that, I'll let you know how to reach out to me, but you can email or you can uh, comment on the podcast, things like that. So number one, do you know the tutor personally? First question you can ask, do you know the tutor personally? Who's actually going to be working with your child? There's basically two models of tutoring companies. One would be a brokerage type service where a, a person might manage a company, hire uh, several tutors, maybe even hundreds of tutors, and then just send them out to work. Uh, sometimes this uh, creates an, a lack of consistency and quality. Not always. Sometimes you get very good people. Uh, the other model would be a, a sole proprietor person, maybe more of a person who's actually doing the work, being the manager, but also the actual tutor. So you want to know if you engage a tutoring company, who is actually going to be working with your child who's going to be planning the lessons, and so on and so on. Question number two, what is that tutor's background? What are their certifications? What sort of credentials do they have? So does, for example, does this tutor have a, a teaching certification? Do they have a state-issued teaching certificate? And if so, what subject is it in? Because they can be issued in a variety of topics. Uh, do they have the legal paperwork they need, uh, child abuse clearances, FBI clearances, things like this. These are things that are always available uh, and, and, and they're regulated. So you know if you're getting somebody that your child is going to be safe with because you want to make sure you have good service educationally and professionally, but also there's a safety issue, unfortunately, in this day and age. Question number three, does the tutor have all these clearances that I just mentioned, but it's going to vary state to state, which is why I separate the question into two and three. So make sure they don't only have the right credentials as an educator, but also the right background checks, child abuse clearances, and things like that as appropriate by the state that you live in. 
Question number four, from an educational viewpoint, what is their teaching method? Every tutor, just like every teacher, is going to have their own teaching style, just like every student has their own learning style, which is something, by the way, I talked about in podcast three about Maxim Education's everybody's learning style. It's really important that the tutor's teaching style aligns with your child's learning style. There's visual styles, there's auditory styles, there's kinesthetic styles. Again, this was discussed in a little more detail in another podcast. But this is a question you want to ask. What's your teaching method? What's your teaching style? And understand if it aligns with your child's learning style. Number five, what's it going to cost? The cost of tutoring can vary tremendously depending on your geography, the the economics of the area that you live in. But you want to know what it is up front at least as much as you can. Some places charge registration fees or enrollment fees or assessment fees just to get you into the system. Some sell packages where you might buy six, eight, 10, 15 lessons for a fixed cost, and then you essentially use them. Some charge an hourly rate. Ask if there's a minimum number of lessons that you have to purchase or if there's any other fees like material fees. Uh, You may find you have a registration fee and additionally, maybe $100 for books and things like that. So always ask not just what the tutoring costs, but if there's any other costs involved that aren't clear. Number six, question six, what days and times are you available? Everybody's busy. Students are busy, parents are busy, but so are tutors. So what you don't want to do is do all the legwork and find somebody that everything else fits with and then find out they're not available on the day or the days and times that your student is available. Not just week one, but every week if it's going to be an ongoing process. Number seven, how can you as the tutor educator help me or my child? So a qualified tutor, in my opinion, should do a full assessment to determine what the needs are, uh, what the needs are at the time, what, what the goals are of the student, and using that, Set up an individualized program based on your goals and your time frame. So it, it, it's a process. This should be looked at, in my view, as an educational process, not just a service that you're buying. Further, the tutor should reassess and make sure that we're on track moving forward, reassess where the work is a week, a month, whatever later, and then move forward from there and adjust as needed. Number eight. What should I or what should my child expect from a typical tutoring lesson? So lessons should include a lot of things. It can instructions. It could have strategies. It could have practice testing. It could be going over homework. It could be reviewing tests, prepping for quests. There's a lot of things, depending on the reason why you're tutoring, this could involve. It's also a good thing to ask about ahead of time. Number nine, can we or my child do a sample lesson? It's all about the experience. If you should ask, hey, can we do a 15-minute, half-hour lesson, maybe for free as a complimentary thing, perhaps at a reduced rate, just to get a sense before jumping in the deep end and booking 10, 20 hours with a tutor or a tutoring company, it's really important that the student and the family feel comfortable with the situation. Number 10, how are we as parents or how am I as a student going to get feedback on my lessons and the progress that we've had. It's really important that the tutor or tutoring company provide feedback. They should send updates after a lesson 
or have a conversation periodically or, or maybe even every lesson, depending on uh, the acuteness or the gravity of, of, of what's going on. But it should be consistent. It should be kept as records. Everybody should be on the same page with what's going on. And I think as a bonus, even though I told you it was 10, as 11, just what else is on your mind? It's the old saying, measure twice, cut once. Always better to ask beforehand and, and know what's going on. So let me just review really quickly here. Number one, do you know the tutor personally? Two, what's their background, certifications, and credentials? Three, do they have clearances and backgrounds at the state level, the legal stuff? Four, what's their teaching method? Does it align with your child's learning method? Five, how much will it cost for everything? Six, when are they available? Days and times that you can uh, be assured of. Seven, how can they help you? Specifically, what will happen? Eight, what can you expect from a typical tutoring lesson? Nine, can you do a sample lesson to kind of dip your toe in the water before going all in? Ten, how will you get feedback on lessons and progress? And the bonus question was just anything else. What's important to you? Maybe your child has a special consideration that you want to make sure is, can be taken into account. So, Dr. Stephen Green, let me tell you uh, in wrapping up here how you can get a hold of me, how you can find out more. And again, this podcast is available pretty much the same information as a PDF if you want a hard copy and as a video if you'd rather watch it that way. You can look at this at www.makethegrade.net, M-A-K-E-T-H-E-G-R-A-D-E.net. You can email me at sgreen, S-G-R-E-E-N-E, at makethegrade.net. You can find me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, makethegrade. Starting to see a pattern here. And, and go from there. So I, I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you subscribing. Uh, love to hear your comments and feedback and things like that. So thanks again, everybody. Next week, similar sort of presentation, except we'll be talking about questions that you could ask before turning in or before selecting a test prep program. So instead of a tutor, we'll be talking about test preps for SATs and ACTs. Very good. Thank you very much. Have a great week and talk to you soon. You've been listening to Make the Grade with the success doctor, Stephen Green. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe. For more resources and support, please visit makethegrade.net.